Well, if you would, get your Bibles ready or your device or whatever it is you use (laughs) to get a a hold of the Word. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Well, I tell you, folks, the Word never fails. The Word never fails. Say that with me. The Word... The Word never fails. Now say it like this. The Word never fails for me. For me. Amen. Amen, amen, amen. Praise God. I uh, uh, got to see my son this uh, past week in Broken Arrow. We went to some services down there. And uh, we were there a day or two. And he said, hey, Dad, you want to hear a good joke? And he, he comes up with this corny stuff. I, I, I don't even think it's funny. But. His kids do. So, uh, yeah, it's a dad joke. And he said, I said, is it funny? I, and he said, yeah, it's funny. And he, I said, okay, go ahead and tell me. He said, uh, what were those two guys doing around the window? And I, and I said, I don't know what they were doing around the window. And he said, you know what their names were? I said, no, I don't know what their names were, these guys hanging around the window. He said, Kurt and Rod. <laughs> now, you women may get that, but the men, I, I don't know, you know. Did you get it? Uh, yes, I did. Because I've watched my wife many times put up Kurt and Rod around the window. <laughs> they hang around the window, you know. Okay. Anyway, that's why I told him, I asked him if it was funny. (laughs) Hallelujah. Can you say amen? The Bible says laughter is good like a medicine. I think we ought to take a little bit of medicine every day. Amen. C.S. Lewis, a famous author, said joy is the serious business of heaven. Amen. Joy is the serious business of heaven. Of heaven, Amen. So if you really want to get down to some serious business, you need to get a little bit of joy on the inside of us. Can you say amen? Just a little bit of review this morning, and then we'll get right into the Word. I want to uh, start off with this. We read this. We were talking about, of course, Joshua, and in the book of Joshua, some things that they uh, had uh, gone through, but also some things that God had promised them. Amen. God gave him a promise. God gave him his presence. God gave him his law. And God also gave him what? A leader whose name was Joshua. Amen. But we also found out that disobedience played a big part in Israel's defeat because they didn't do or listen to what God had for them or they didn't do what God said do. Amen. But the principle illustrated in that whole story, you'll remember this. The principle illustrated here is that the child of God will be involved in conflict. Folks, you're you're not going to get through this world without some kind of conflict. You will be in some kind of conflict with evil powers and Satan himself. And Satan himself is who you may have to deal with. Conflict. There's not a person in here that could say, ooh, I love conflict. Ooh, I love conflict. No, I don't. I don't like it. Amen. I said, I don't like it. And, and neither does God. 
But when there was some conflict between God and Satan, guess who won? God did. God did. I said God did. God won. So conflict is going to come your way. Evil, uh, I don't want to say, well, probably evil powers may come to try and influence you and your home or our church if we allow it to happen. Amen? But if you and I as believers are earnestly undertaking to possess all that God wants us to have, and if we're earnestly seeking all the promises God has promised us, you are going to make it. I said you're going to make it regardless of the conflict, regardless of the troubles, regardless of the trials that you're going through. Now, if you would, go ahead and turn to the book of Ephesians chapter 1. Hallelujah. We read about some things over there uh, in verse 3 where it says uh, uh, he blessed us with several things. And, and we got over into Ephesians 1, 3 where we talked about he blessed us with all spiritual blessings. And we read several scriptures there how God blessed us with so many things in our life. But the key to that is it was God that was doing what? The blessing. It was God bringing the blessings to you. Isn't it good to know that you don't have anything to do per se of the promises coming, but we do have a lot to do in receiving the promises that were promised. Hallelujah. Are you with me this morning? Glory to God. Well, we see what happened to Israel because of disobedience. I believe we could take note to the fact that that could just as easily happen to you and I when we get into disobedience. Amen. I've not always been obedient to what God has always wanted me to do. I have made mistakes. But when he does come to me, I want to tell you this. The best time to go to him is right then. You know, don't, well, I'll pray later. I'll repent later. No, you need to come now. You need to do it then, right then, so it doesn't fester on the inside of your flesh. It can't, it can't fester in your spirit because your spirit man was made alive in Christ Jesus. But if we'll allow those things to remain there without taking them back to God, folks, I can tell you, it'll fester. It'll cause a sore. It'll cause you to be sore. It'll cause me to be sore. It'll cause us to be sore. It'll cause a church to be sore. Hallelujah. But in Ephesians chapter 1, we want to finish reading that there. And if we would, we'll read this together here. Let me get over there because I want to read it with you. Ephesians chapter 1. And we're going to read. Well, let me just read verse 1 and 2 also since we're there because it's so good. But we're talking about. What God is going to show us here about the blessings that God has, what? Already. Everybody say already. already. He's already done it. He's already done that. Yeah. Just like Jesus has already come. Yeah. He's already made a way for you to be saved. Yeah. He's already made a way for you to be blessed. He's already made a way for you to receive yeah. his word. 
But Ephesians 1, verse 1, says, Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ, by the will of God, to the saints which are at Ephesus, and to the faithful in Christ Jesus. Remember that phrase there, in Christ. Everybody say, in Christ. Amen. See, the only way you can be faithful to him is to get it in Christ. You can be faithful to a lot of things. You may be faithful on the job. You may have a 30-year pen or a 40-year pen. But have you been faithful in Christ? Have you been faithful in the things of God? Hallelujah. Glory to God. Verse 2 says, grace God's love, we could just simply say that. Grace be to you and what? Peace from God our Father and from the Lord Jesus Christ. What does he want us to have? Grace. Hallelujah. I need grace all the time. But he said, grace be to you. Grace be to you. We received, oh, we received so much when we received Jesus. Grace was one of them. Hallelujah. But always understand, grace, to be a good grandfather, that Barb is trying to explain to me that I need to have. And, and, and my, my saying is, well, we didn't do it that way. And Barb will kind of gently, honey, they don't do it like that anymore. It's grace. You may have areas in your life where you need a little more. Hallelujah. Now I'm finding out I can have some grace when I see my granddaughters. They say some of the weirdest stuff. And I'm thinking, where did that come from? What are you talking about? Now, come up with Papa, don't you understand? You know, it's the new age. I said, no, it's not a new age. I, I, I mean, I, not to me it's not. Now, you mothers who have mothered teenagers or who are doing it now, I see some of, some of you grinning. You know exactly what I, I may be going through. So, so pray for your pastor's grace. And you know, it's not just the teenage girls. It's the boys. They're not heads. They're not heads. That's what I call my, well, I call him a lot of stuff. Not head and a lot of other things, you know. So, you know, that's just me with him. But he's graced me with some patience to try to understand. Folks, we have no idea what our teens are going through. And they would probably be a whole lot worse off had it not been for God's grace. And the importance of putting grace of the Lord Jesus Christ in them in this whole time. I mean, growing up, I mean, I can look back and, and seeing some of the only thing I remember ever having to deal with as a teenager growing up was uh, uh, alcohol, maybe drinking or something like that. You know, but, but nowadays... It's anything and everything evil that you can think of that's being presented in the world where they may live or where they may work. And folks, I want to tell you, it's our job as parents and grandparents. Actually, my children have always given me the freedom to speak into my grandchildren 
whether my children like what I say or not. Dad, you have a right to speak into these children because we trust what you stand for. And they know I don't stand for shenanigans or foolishness or anything like that. You know, I know one of the kids got blessed while we were down there uh, financially. I said, well, what's the first thing you're going to do with that money? Well, I'm going to. And he stopped. It was my grandson. I'm going to pay my tithes. Because <laughs> I said, yes, good job. Good answer. You win the prize. And, uh, but it's just little things like that. Did you know if you'll put those little things in there like that, they'll never have a problem with it. They'll never have a problem loving people if they see you loving people. They'll never have a problem reaching out to people who are less fortunate than them if they see you doing it. Amen. It shouldn't be foreign. Reason for that. It's Jesus. I said it's Jesus. It's Jesus Christ and Him alone. Glory to God. I said glory to God. Let's go here now. Now, now verse three. Verse 3 says, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who hath, look at that word hath, that's what? Past tense. My brother and sisters, he's already done. Did you know Jesus has already done all that he's ever going to do? He's not coming again, coming down here, jumping up on the cross again and say, well, it didn't work the first time. I'm going to have to do it again. No, he did not. No, he will not. What he did, he did it the best that could ever be done when he came the first time. And I'm so glad for you and I. Why? Because we got in him. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who what? Hath. He's already done it. Who hath what? Blessed us with what? All. Everybody say all. All. Last time I looked at that, all meant what? All, it meant all, blessed us with all. Did you ever have anybody just come up and say, well, I'm going to bless you with everything I got? Well, it wouldn't mean nothing. Depends on what he has. (laughs) Amen. But Jesus and God the Father, he's done what? He's blessed us with everything. Everything you'll ever need. Don't ever feel sorry for yourself. Don't ever feel sorry because you don't have anything because God has already supplied you with everything you'll ever need. Look at that word and apply that to yourself. You can say, well, God has blessed me with everything I need. Be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ who hath, he already has blessed us with all, say it again, all spiritual blessings in heavenly places. Remember this phrase, in 
Folks, that's so important for you to understand the possibilities that you have that God has promised us. He's already promised them. He already promised Israel. He already chose their leader. He already guided him. He already set him in. And all they had to do was to do what God told them to do. Yeah. Of our Lord Jesus Christ, who's blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places. In Christ Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah. Thing that has already taken place. He's not going to do it. Quit waiting on it. He's already done it. He's not sending another plan of salvation. He's not sending another plan for healing. He's not sending another way for you to receive the baptism of the Holy Ghost with the evidence of speaking in other tongues. He's already done it. He's already done it. It's finished. Remember he said that? It's finished. His work, what he did, what he came for, was finished. Now, that's why it has you and I. Glory to God. How many spiritual blessings? What did he say? How many? All. These spiritual blessings affect every blessings that you and I might need are out there. What has he done? He has already, what? Blessed us with them. Glory to God. They are a spiritual blessing because they were given by God, who is a spirit. They are blessings that were produced by the Holy Spirit. Woo! Glory to God. How many of you believe the Holy Spirit knew what God was doing? How many of you know Jesus knew what God was doing? You know, they were all there together, you know. These three shall be one. You can't separate them. They think alike. They talk alike. They shout alike. They praise alike. If they run, they run alike. They're all in this together. You can't tear them apart. Woo! These blessings were given to us in the spirit realm, but by faith. Everybody say, by faith. But by faith, we can take hold of them, and they become what? A reality in our life, in every area, every place, every place you step your foot. He has already been there. He's already provided for you to face that challenge. Whatever you may face tomorrow, he's already placed something out there to cause you to receive a blessing, to get through whatever it is you're going to face already. <laughs> so it really doesn't matter what tomorrow think they're going to bring me. I've already won. I said I've already won. In me, because of me, no. Because of who I am, because of what I possess, no. It's because of who I know. It's because of who I know. I know him for the pardon and the remission of sin. I know him because his blood has covered me. I know him when I need to go and ask somebody to forgive me. I know where to go. Glory to God. These blessings were given to us in the spirit world, but by faith. Everybody say, by faith. See, faith is simply stepping out and believing what God has said. 
Amen. I tell you, maybe said. Point. Point. Automatic or standard transmission shift, you know. Uh, it'll never move until you what? You got to put it in gear. Guess what? You're not going to move from where you are today till you put it in gear. Amen. And you, and you need to remember, you, don't, you, you can't stay in first gear. There's even a gear lower than first gear. We used to call it a mule gear. In other words, granny gear, that was just slow. But how many of you know there's another gear that God's trying to get to you? There's a second. Come on. And it gets you going a little faster. And you're building up the RPMs. And there's another gear that's called four, if you have a four-speed. And it's called third-speed. And then there's another gear called a four-speed. Oh, I love it. I, I've had those gear shifts. I, I had a, I had a race young, young I had a, I'm a young guy, but I had a fast race car when I was 18. I never did just pull out. That wasn't cool. But when I pulled out, Come on. And then I, I thought that was powerful. And I was going down the road. And if you had a real good fast car, you could put it in second and it would ah, again. And then you could hit third. Then you could hit fourth, which what we would call overdrive. Folks, I want to tell you, don't get to overdrive too quick. But then you just then you just begin to settle for a certain speed. <laughs> Hallelujah! I want all of them. There's sometimes I want to peel out in the spirit realm. There's sometimes I want to get rubber in the second gear. In the third gear, I want to build up my speed because when you get up to about ninety or a hundred or hundred and ten, and you put it in fourth, you're just cruising. But there's more to life than just cruising. There's more to life, and I'll speak for myself, for this guy in his 70s than to just cruise along. I'm not going to do that. Amen. I'm not going to say, well, I've done all this. I've served all these years. It's time for the young kids to take over. Well, that's not true. It's time for those of us who have a little wisdom to train the younger that's coming up. Come on now. That they too can be usable for all these years. I said for all these years. Glory to God. But has he already given it to us? Yes, he has. (laughs) These blessings include every blessing. That there ever was spoken about. Every one of them. In all 66 books of this Bible, God has what? Already. Already. (laughs) Blessed us with them. Amen? Glory to God. These blessings belong to, listen to this. These blessings belong to every believer, believer because of what? He's in Christ. 
They belong to you not just because of who you are, where you come from, what church you attend, because of your mommy or your daddy. Your mom or your daddy ain't got nothing to do with your salvation. Your mom or your daddy or your grandma, grandpa ain't got nothing to do with you being blessed. You're on your own, honey. I told my kids when they got married and left, I said, now we love you, but you're on your own. But just like the father would do, if you're having problems, it's okay to call back home. Amen. Come on now. It's okay to call back home. It's okay to call back home. I'd love to be able to call my dad and talk to him. My dad's been in heaven for 20 or 25 years. And he was my hero. But you know, it's, sometimes it gets and it's sad. Because all I have of him is my memories. And all I have of him is what was in my heart about him. But you know, Joe, sometimes, sometimes it's a strain for me to remember what his voice sounds like. My dad loved to just hear him just say just one word. Go get them or anything. Keep it up. Keep up the good work. Amen. And then sometimes when it gets like that, I have some of his old preaching cassette tapes. <laughs> and he'll start out, and the first thing I'll say is, yeah, that's his voice. That's dad. God is the same way. Amen. Let's not even get to the point where we think God wouldn't even recognize our voice because of our inconsistency to go to Him. No one in this building has arrived. No one in this building has all the answers. But we all serve someone who does. And His name is Jesus. I said His name is Jesus. These blessings belong to every believer because he's in Christ. We don't really understand what happened to us during the new birth. I was changed. You were changed. You are not and should not be the same woman, the same man that you were whenever it was that you got saved. There ought to be some progress in your life somewhere. We're not supposed to degress, but we're supposed to progress. We're not to go backwards, but we're to go forward. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It all happened to me when I said yes to Jesus. It all happened to you. You know, take yourself real quick in your, in your memory back to where you got saved. Y'all remember it? Are you there? Are you in that place? You know where you were? You can probably tell me where it is, where it was a house, where it was a church, whether it was a camp meeting, whatever it was. But you were there. Now you remember what happened to you. Oh, man, I was a changed man. I had no idea what came in me. Amen. Let alone what was trying to get on me. Oh, it was the sweet presence of this man called Jesus. And he changed my life forever. In Christ, listen to this. In Christ, God has already given us every blessing that there is in the spirit realm. 
We must, listen, this is the important part. You and I, as believers, must simply find out about those promises and blessings and take hold of them by faith. We've got to believe them. Whether you see them or whether you feel them or not, we know that they are there. Amen. Faith comes by what? Hearing and hearing by the Word of God. What did He say to do? He said to hold on to those things which thou hast heard. Hold on to those things that made you change. Hold on to those things that you know that made you new. Hold on to those things that you know has changed your life. When my son started playing football when he was in the eighth grade, they put him at fullback because he was, he was already about grown. He was six foot one, weighed 220 in the eighth grade. So they put him at fullback and they stuck that ball right in, right in there. And, and the first thing the coach said, he said, Christian, you hold on to that football. You hold on to that football. Come up here, Joe. Bring your Bible with you. Hold on to it. And you know why God is wanting us to hold on to this? Amen. He said, hold on to it. Give me that. Thanks, Joe. That's right. Are you holding on? It's not about it receiving any big new revelation. Are you holding on to what you already know? Yes, that's right. Amen. Mm-hmm. Are you putting into action what, what already caused you to love him? True. True. And you're still doing that because you're doing what? You're holding on. Mm-hmm. You're, I said you're holding on to it. You refuse to give up. The blessings of God. You refuse to give up your attitude towards believing God and what he said. And everything there is true. Hallelujah. All the way through from the eighth grade to he graduated his senior year. He carried that ball hundreds and hundreds of times. I could count on my hand the times that he fumbled. He, he got it. He got And that was just a carnal thing. That coach looked him in the eye and he said, don't you fumble that ball because if you get into a habit of fumbling that ball, I'll give it to somebody else. You can apply that spiritually too. <laughs> Amen. If we're fumbling around God's word or with God's word, and you're not using it like you should, God will take that and give it to somebody who will use it. Glory. Even though he's already promised it to everyone. Amen. Amen. Look at the person next to you and said, you just need to do it. (laughs) If there's nobody there, just pretend there's an angel there. Just do it. Just do it. Just do it. (laughs) Oh, hallelujah. I'm getting too happy here. Something's wrong. (laughs) In 
Christ, God has already given us every blessing that there is in the spirit realm. We must simply find out about these blessings and take hold of them by faith. By faith. You've got to believe they're there. You're going to have to do a little reading. You're going to have to do a little praying. You're going to have to do a little bit of maybe a whole lot of self-examination. Did you know complacency is one of the greatest stealers of faith in the church? Not wanting to do anymore. I'm tired. Let somebody else do it. Complacency. It'll creep in and steal what you already have. I make it even harder when the adversary comes and begins to. <laughs> Can you say amen? Well, when did the Father bless us with all these blessings? I'm pray, you're probably thinking, well, when are you going to tell us? When did we get all this stuff? And what are they? <laughs> well, look here at Ephesians chapter 1. Let's read verse 3 through verse 5. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who had blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places. There's that phrase again. How? How? The last part of that verse. How? In Christ. Come on. You're allowed to talk out loud here. You know what? I'm asking you something here. According as he hath chosen us. There's that phrase again. How? In him. You ought to unline those. Before. When? Before the foundation of the world that we should be holy and without blame. Before who? Him in what? Love. Love. We all know that the order for faith to really be what faith needs to be, there's going to have to be some love involved. I heard a guy say one time, if you're having a problem with your faith working, you need to check about how your love walk is doing. Amen. I said, amen. Check your love walk. I said, check your love walk. According as he has what chosen before what? The, before the foundation of the world was ever laid, God had this in his spirit. To do what? Bless you with every spiritual blessings. How? In Christ. Man, I'm glad I got in Christ. I'm glad I accepted Jesus to get into my life. Amen. And if those of you listen by this live stream, if you don't have Jesus in your life, you need to get him in there quick. Because Jesus is on his way back. I said he's on his way back. And I want us to take as many people with us as we can. Glory to God. Verse 5. or five, Having... Look at that big word, predestinated. I think I mentioned this word last week. Having predestinated us unto the adoption of children by Jesus Christ to himself, according, what? To the good pleasure of his... It, it pleased him so much to give you everything. Now let me, maybe, let me ask you parents and grandparents. Don't it make you feel good when you just give your kids stuff? It does. It does. It was my good pleasure. To do that to my kids and my grandkids. Last time I was in, my grandson's 14. He wanted to start 
his own little yard cutting business. We're talking about the Father's good pleasure to bless you. So, because of the goodness of God towards me, I had, a, I had an access of yard stuff. I had a, I had a six-month-old lawnmower, uh, a six-month-old wheat, uh, blower, and I, had a, I bought them all at the same time, and a six-month-old weed eater. And he came to me one day, and he said, he said Papa, he said, could you invest in me? Oh, he's smart. Yeah, he is. <laughs> and uh, and I'm thinking, okay. Uh, up here I'm thinking, he wants something. <laughs> T- typical, typical summation. <laughs> I said, Daniel, you know I love you. I tell the kids that all the time. I said, how can I invest in you? He said, well, I know you've invested in his brothers and his brother, his sisters before. I don't just give my grandkids money. I invest in them. And then I work up a contract to pay me back. I do. I don't just give it to them. You don't appreciate anything that's just given to you, you know. Um, And I said, Daniel, I'll tell you what I'll do. I'll give you that lawnmower, the weed eater, and the blower. This was uh, in May. And I said, I'll give you until January of 2024 to give me something that I'm going to ask you to give me back because I'm investing in you. And he looked at me and said, okay, okay, Papa, what is it? He has no idea what I'm about to say. And I said, in six months. So this coming January. I said, the money, some of the money that you make from that lawn business, and he's, he's, he's doing, doing pretty good. I said, I want you to take the first $100 and sow it into the mission field. I can do it, Papa. I can do it. And I told him who I wanted him to send it to and whom I wanted to give it to. He said, I'll do it. He said, he said, is, is that all you're requiring of me after you're going to give me? All? I said, I'm not giving you this. I'm investing this in you. And because of your word and my word, and, and you know what we did? We just shook hands. I said, give me a hand. Let's shake hands on the deal. That seals the deal. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. So he's doing good. We was getting ready to leave a couple of days before. <laughs> I said, Daniel. How's our investment going? He said, Papa, it's doing good. He said, I don't have that $100 yet, but he said, I've got 60 And he said, I'm working towards that 100 And I looked at him and I said, do we need to renegotiate the deal? <laughs> do, do you need a little more time? He said, oh, no. Oh, no. He said, we shook on it. I'll have the money and I'll have it mailed to that uh, mission family. Uh, the first week in January. And I believe he will. Yes, will. Folks, did you know God invests in you and I every day? Yes. But you know what? He does expect a return. He does. Amen. Your time, your service, sometimes your money. Amen. Amen. 
your talents. It'll all come back to you. Amen. Harvest doesn't always come back financially. It, it may come back in hugs or a smile. <laughs> or in many ways, pat on the back or a thank you, a shake hands, you know. Amen. I, I'm going to have to quit. I ain't even close to being done. Uh, my dad used to say, son, don't preach them to death. Quit. Keep them hungry and they'll want to listen to you next Sunday. So I want you all to come back here next Sunday because I'm not done. Because <laughs> I tell you what I'm doing. I'm investing in you. I'm investing God's Word in you. Amen. And the royalties are out of this world. <laughs> Let's stand this morning. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. While we're standing, I want to read a couple of these things to you from a friend of mine. I was, I, this, this guy here, his name's Mark Hankins. I went to Vietnam with him about five years ago. And he, he's one of the most worded, I mean, he knows the word, and just genuine people I've ever met. Uh, when we were over in Vietnam. And uh, he said just some great things. And I'll give you just two or three here. He says, when you acknowledge who Jesus is, he tells you who you are. That's Matthew 16, 13 through 18. As a believer, you're not fighting for victory, but you're fighting from victory. 2 Corinthians two fourteen. God's work for us is finished. His work in us is still going on and on and on. Philippians 2.13. Let me give you one more. The great I am has made me who I am. <laughs> because of being in Him. In Him. Amen. Let's bow our heads. Father, we just thank you this morning for the wonderful crowd that was here. Uh, just ears to hear. Ears to hear your word. Not, not so much me, but I know you have to use me, uh, my voice, to, to give your word. So as we give your word, Father, I'm convinced that it will not return void. But it will take ground. It will get in there. It will get in the soil. And that it will begin to grow. So we thank you, Father, for, for good soil of our church here. All the workers that we have, those that volunteer, those that, that go above and beyond the things that we need to do. And that's as it should be, Lord, because we love you. I can never repay everything you've done for me. But I sure do need to try. And let me do it in ways that would be pleasing to you and others around me. So we give you praise and glory in Jesus' name. And all the believers said, amen and amen. God bless you. Have a great day. And see you at convention if you're going Friday night and Saturday day and afternoon. Are you going to be available?